the Coach Kyle Show. Hi, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Kayo Show. Kayo Day here. Um, let me quickly remind you, it don't matter what you're dealing with, what you might be going through, remember that greater is he that is in us than he uh, that is in the world. Remember this show, we talk all things soccer, but the most important or the objective here is to uh, to continue uh, inspiring our young people, impacting their lives, having a positive influence, so that they can uh, truly live out their purpose. You know, these very uncertain times, there's nothing better than purpose. This is me. So let me kick off this show um, the right way. We will be talking about soccer. We will look back um, at the World Cup uh, quarterfinal round and look forward to the semifinals um, tomorrow. Should be an exciting one tomorrow on Wednesday. So if you haven't done so yet, please share, share. Um, it's a great opportunity for you to get on the show um, tonight to share your views. We'll talk about that just now. But if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, Kyrie McKinnon and Co., you can do that now and hit that bell so you know when we're on, you get your notification, um, notification and stuff like that. If not, you know, ch check me out on Facebook Live at this point in time. So share, share so that you can be a part of the show. Um, Tonight, it's about, uh, the show is about interacting. It's an interactive show. Uh, we try to do that as we move forward. So use the comment section in Facebook if you want to get on. Um, just type tune, um, tune me in. Just type that in. Um, you will get on the show um, to share your thoughts, um, to share your predictions, um, to talk a bit about what you're seeing. Remember, there's a lot of young players who are watching at the show from different parts of the world. Some call it soccer, obviously in the US. In different parts of the world, they call it football. And a lot of times, young players are looking, but they don't really understand what they're seeing. Um, you might be able to share some among the insight. This is why it's important to share, share, share. So I want to also take the also take this time to show gratitude and and show um, to show uh, gratitude and to say thanks for those who would have shared the last show. Um, thanks for all the comments, um, people that share their view and their perspective on the game. It all makes for growth. We don't know everything. We have to continue. We need to share, share, continue to share so that we continue to grow. When I talk about share, I'm not talking about sharing the show. I'm talking about sharing your information. So let me thank you in advance for your participation. Your participation in this show. Um, please do come on and, and, and share whatever you have. 
related to soccer and the whole environment because you know what was amazing i saw something um last week and we had a discussion of how important it is to use this world cup as not just enjoying the game but use the world cup to understand the trends that are in the game so if you are part of the community and you're part of the developmental spectrum you should begin your planning now because most countries are looking at this and understand and get and gaining understanding of how to prepare how to plan how to make adjustments what to what to go back and do differently um because it's the art of war you want to come back stronger you want to come back better um you don't want to be doing the same things you were doing all the time excuse me so there's no way or shape you can get off board or get off course by discussing the holistic process when it comes to soccer or football there's no way you could come off board whatever you need to address using the world cup as the uh, as as the driving um, using the world cup to drive the, the openness and the level of thinking that other federations associations um other countries who are struggling with the development program it's a good opportunity to share 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 okay to share however it can be it can be used for what they call third world it it could be used for the most advanced it could it could be used for academies it could be used for clubs whatever there is there there shouldn't be no boundaries when you're dealing with soccer you could talk tactical you could talk infrastructure you could talk technical you could talk physical you could talk psychological you can talk social it's all a part of development so it's not limited to oh tactically what the teams did on the field this is world cup and if you don't if you don't use what you're seeing now you might just get left behind for the next 4 20 15 whatever years you've been behind you will still you will still be there um because um there's no real openness when it relates to discussing football soccer based on where you're listening from so before we jump into this show please let me know that you you are here it, it's always nice to know see Swan is in here already let me know that you're here we give you a shout out and thank you and thank you and thank you for being a part because you could be doing something else with your time you don't need to be sitting down listening to this so i i really appreciate and i just want to show the reciprocity for you taking the time to be here so we'll be right back after this after this quick break to share with you the KMXVI much be right back don't go nowhere with Coyote McKinnon and company are ready to dress you in one of their most stylish, comfortable and attractive athletic gears this fall for you to achieve that desired athletic goal. Check out their online store today for your joggers, tank tops, bras, backpacks, sweatshirts and everything else you'll need to complete that look. It's Coyote McKinnon and company. 
we care. Okay, welcome back to the Coach Kayo Show. Kayo, they here. Thanks again. Thanks again. Please do share. Please do share. Good to see you, Roshana. I hope you have some comments tonight about what you are presently seeing in the World Cup. Um, what is your predictions uh, as you move into tomorrow, Wednesday? So please do share, share. Some of you who would have received notifications from my Facebook page, especially, um, it's an automatic. So if you if you get in it, it's because you're on my list. So if you don't need it, I don't have the time to go and pick and pick and pick who should get these notifications for the show. I am a soccer guy. I'm a football guy. This is this is my passion. This is what I do. So if you are constantly getting these things and it's kind of annoying or frustrating to you because I receive a lot of emails about stuff and sometimes, yeah, but I just look past it because I know I probably, I'm probably on automatic. So if I don't want to, then I remove myself. So if you're on my Facebook page with all the love in my heart, if you don't want to receive these things, please do unfriend me so that you won't have to receive it because there's so many people that that is, I have so many people on my Facebook. Uh, so when these notifications are flying, you know, at least I'm not doing nothing negative. So, you know, don't let us don't let us make it a big scene. You know, it's easy on friend, and and that's it. You won't receive anything more. So let's talk about this World Cup. It's very important. Um, you know, this we're down to. <laughs> We're down to the to the real deal, where we have uh, now we'll know the difference between the boys and men. This is where we're at, but for in order for us to look forward, we need to look back. So we we have a good sense of where we're going. Remember, just type in the the comment section under this live uh, show. Don't go to YouTube and do it. You're not going to be able to. If you if you want to listen at YouTube, you're not going to be able to get on, or you're not going to be able to share any comments. You can only do that on the Facebook Live. So if you want to jump in and be a part of the discussion, just type "tune me in" in the com in the comment section, and you'll be able you'll be given an invite so you can come and talk all things soccer with me, which I will. I will appreciate. Okay. So World Cup, World Cup, great, great, great history. There's great history in this beautiful game way before I was born. Good to see you, Keon Hall. Yes, I hope you will you're getting ready to talk all things soccer. I know it's an exciting time. You see the Facebook keep moving. My brother from another mother, Anthony Abrams, best roommate ever. Okay, good to see you here, sir. Good to see you here. I hope you and the family doing really, really well. So, they've always been upset in the World Cup. Always, always, always. There's nothing new. World Cup is about that. World Cup is 
the most emotional time within soccer. It's nothing new. If you go back to 2002, where Senegal beat France 1-0, you can make an argument that the big Zizou, he wasn't there. Nevertheless, France with all um, world-class players, Senegal was able to take to take care of them. If you go back 2014, Costa Rica beating Italy. Good to see you, Rochelle. Good to see you. I hope, I know you're a big football fan. And I know uh, football uh, is happening now in Guyana. It's December. It's always an exciting time. Um, if anybody had a chance to go visit uh, Guyana in December, football, it's, it's, a, it's a whole different atmosphere. So I know those that are in Guyana, they look forward for this moment, this time, um, to truly, truly enjoy. It's, the, it's, it's Guyana's World Cup. Trust me, it's totally different. So, yes, we look at 2014 where Costa Rica upset Italy. So we've always seen these things in this tournament. Italy was actually out in the first round. And then you go way back into the 1950s where U.S. Uh, beat England 1-0. And all these scores uh, between from... 2002 to 2014 to 1950, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0. That means on the day, anything can happen in, in, in soccer, anything. If you, ha if you have a, a, a story that you believe, or if you have a moment where you believe that an upset happened within the World Cup and what, um, what it did to you <laughs> or what how it's lining up itself, now, as we as we at this stage within the World Cup, you know, please do share. Definitely would appreciate it. But I'm saying that at this level, based on these events, this is a part of the World Cup. This is what happens at every World Cup. Um, any can anyone can win on any given day. Don't necessarily mean that the team is better. People like to use, well, you know, look at what we did and look at what the other team did. Ah, loose conversation. Makes no sense. Because in tournaments, tournament, tournaments like this, the World Cup, um, anything can happen. Anything can happen. It don't mean uh, necessarily that you're a good team or you're you're better, but it happened. Because it just takes a team coming out with the wrong attitude. Let's say it's a big team and they come out with the wrong attitude. They didn't plan correctly. They didn't show up with a, with a good plan because they felt they were going against uh, a slightly low standard opposition. So the rigors of their plans wasn't, uh, they didn't go all the way to make sure that they prepare like if they're preparing for a bigger team. So that could be that could be a mistake. Wrong attitude. Overconfident. Oh, we've beat we've beaten them a thousand times. Oh, they're not really that big. So they're not really motivated to go against that team. Low intensity. The intensity that you're playing with, what you would normally play with against better opposition. You drop that intensity. That team's that that opposition raise their intensity. Now you're in trouble. You're one nil down. 
excuse me, you two kneel down and you're trying to catch up. And then you see the ball hit the bar. The ball just go outside. Somebody blocked the ball off the line. All manner of things because you're not prepared. Lack of togetherness. You know, you you go into these games and somebody think, you know what, I'm going to go to hang out tonight because uh, we're not really playing nobody. We, we got this easy. Lack of togetherness. Things not going, things not going how you want to go. Players begin to argue. Now they lose uh, their togetherness, their chemistry, their teamwork. So it's very important. That's why they say, don't get ready, be ready. Don't get ready, be ready. So upsets in World Cup is something that you go back to the 1950s or probably before when they were playing black and white, you will see. They always... You will all they were they always had upsets in the workup. So if you are now experiencing workup as a young player or as a supporter who um for some reason you are engaged with the workup and you see certain things happening, it's it's not really new, it's new to you. Get familiar because if you continue to watch workup as after every four years or at every four years. Expect it. Expect it. Don't lose your mind. Don't break your TV. Don't get don't break your television. Don't don't turn against your family. Don't don't want to don't want to destroy your friend. Don't break friendships. Don't all don't do don't do all of them things. Be prepared. Know that you can be your team can get an upset. Know that. Know that. Know that it can happen. So prepare. Prepare yourself uh, in how you will deal uh, with those situations. Look into tomorrow. Some people, you know, obviously my team in there tomorrow. And I know, you know, some Brazilians, they can't wait. Um, they can't wait to sound off my Facebook. You know, it's not going to happen, but I know. I know the Anthony Abrams and, 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 and those boys, they are waiting to see uh, what happened with the great Argentina. So, you know, it happens. So we're looking back at the quarterfinals a bit and, and um, what really happened. Uh, what did you, what did you say? What I saw in, 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 in the game and try to look at it in that way. Well, I wasn't really surprised by most of the results um, because of the standard and the and the organization um, of the teams, the quality uh, within the personnel. You expect certain things. You you know you expect can happen when you at this level because you have to. You don't. You just can't look at past performances or um, who is a world-class player and all these things. It's about organization. It's about discipline. Um, it's about teamwork, team effort, and how are they connecting with each other on the field. So uh, they, were, they had much more things in this World Cup that you can really look at with a deep sense to truly understand how competitive uh, 
these games uh, can be and will be. So they, they weren't really no surprises for me. I thought that Brazil um, would beat Croatia just because of, you know, from the beginning, how they started the World Cup. I said that Brazil was the team to beat based on their performances. And not just their performances. Um, yeah, I know I know it did, Sonia. Uh, yeah, you got to deal with that for the next next four years. Sorry. Um that's 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 the life. You have you have to deal with that pain for the next four years, hoping that yes, Keon, um, you're on the right track. Keep sounding, keep sounding that on top of the hill so that they feel the vibes and get ready. Argentina. So based on that, I, I thought not just not just from their previous performances, because of their depth, you know. Especially in a, in a tournament style like this, recovery and regenerations, regeneration are very important in terms of being fresh both physically and, uh, and mentally. Very important components when it comes to tournament style. So it, based on what they, how they started in the World Cup and the depth that they had, uh, I really... I really believe that they were the team to beat. Um, but it didn't happen. Once again, this is World Cup. And some of you uh, I want to talk about, you know, why it didn't happen or, you know, who should have done this and who should have done that. Very important. Come in and come in and have the discussion. Come in and share your thoughts. Um, like I said, they, they we have young players. Uh, we have supporters who don't truly understand the game. They see it from a totally different lens. Um, they want to see goals. They want to see dribble. But the game is much more. Um, there's much more codes uh, that most supporters or most people just looking at the game don't truly understand. They understand results, obviously, but. Um, the deeper side of the game and understand and have a clear vision of what is happening and how the game is changing and the momentum and the adjustments and all these things, they can't see that. They they, they see the results. That's what they're so um, they're so connected with. They're connected with results. They're connected when you know people could talk about fouls they could talk about when the ball go into the net they could talk about how many times the players falling down all the superficial stuff but um, the deeper layer of the game um, they don't really understand and it's like you look at you look at the calf muscle and most people they could see the gastrocnemius muscle they could see that um, the definition is there but they can't talk about the soleus because they can't see it. They can't. They can't talk about the plantaris. They don't. They don't see it. So, person who understands that, they will know that the problem might not just be. The problem might not be what you can see. So it's important um, as, as 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 football soccer experts to, if you don't have your own platform, to jump on on platforms like this and kind of share a bit more insight and, and elevate the the knowledge and the understanding of youth players or 
supporters who you oftentimes get into um, use useless arguments because you guys are seeing two different things. Um, but yeah, that was the only, you know, not a surprise, but an expectation. I had an expectation um, with Brazil really, really going all the way to the finals and being beaten, um, being beaten. But, you know, because everybody know who knows me and know um, that who knows me in football or soccer know that who I roll with. So that was that was good. Did you had did you guys had any um was any of this the results surprising to you? Would like to hear, would like to hear why you think it was a surprise, um, what you think were some of the things that led to that. What did you what can you say about the game that can be educational? So I look at the forest game. If you dive a bit deep. Looking back to what happened, Morocco and Portugal. Okay, um, one of the one of the things you need to understand about about tournaments, defending is very important. Once again, if you don't understand the importance of defending, it's your ability. <laughs> to stop the opposition from scoring. Now, there's many factors to that, which we're not going to go into all those big terminologies and all of that. That's for another day and another situation. Another situation. But the most important thing when defending is to stop the opposition from scoring. Now, how can you do it? You have to do it together. You have to be able you must be able to stay connected. You need to keep the lines connected so there's really no space for the opposition to utilize. What spaces you think the opposition might want to utilize? So if you're looking at the game and you're saying, well, what are you talking about in terms of, you know, stop the opposition from scoring and staying connected so that there's no space for the opposition to utilize so they can score. Because that's the ultimate thing. The opposition, when they are in possession, they are trying to score on the thing with the net. Okay? So what spaces do you think they're looking for? They're looking for spaces through the opposition. They're looking for spaces over the opposition. And oftentimes, they're looking for spaces around the opposition. So if you're looking at a game, you're looking to see if your team can play through them. That might not be a possibility. So now you're looking for something else. Can my team play over the team, the opposition? Or can they play around? So in 2006... And Italy won the World Cup. They only conceded two goals. Now we're talking about Morocco and how important they are. I remember when we? I remember when I before the World Cup started, and they had all the groups and stuff. And 
I remember saying, don't sleep on Morocco, because if, if my memory served me well in 86, I think Morocco was in that World Cup. And I remember how they played with so much intensity, so much passion, and how they played together. Everything looked like they were doing it together. And they were dangerous. Can't, can't fully remember how that ended. But a lot of people slept on Morocco because uh, they were in, they were non-existent for, for 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 a long period. But oftentimes, countries that had countries that demonstrate a rich culture within the game, when you see they take their hiatus, they go back and they re they restructure the whole developmental model, the whole curriculum. And what they do is they take data from the trends within the international game and they begin the process of planning how they will move forward. You see it with the likes of Japan. You see Japan in 19, is 1994, I believe. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. When Jamaica beat them 5-0 with the Whitmore and, and those boys. Now look where Jamaica is today. And look at Japan's performance. Now we could talk about infrastructure, we could talk about you could talk about money, you could talk about all these things. It is what it is. At the end of the day, though, what we've seen on the field from Morocco is progress through the developmental model. That's why we play the game. So we can get to the highest level. So whatever we're doing today, tomorrow, if that is not the desired outcome, then every excuse that you can make will lead you back to that. So you saw it with Italy in 2006. Conceding only two goals, an own goal and a penalty. They won the World Cup. France, 1998. Same amount of goals conceded. Pay attention. Morocco, have they conceded? They're doing something, which leads them to more and more and more confidence. <clears throat> I like that statement, Keon. Goals win games, defending properly wins tournaments. You have to defend. It's a component that is not talked about because for most people, it's not attractive. <laughs> it's not attractive, but it is a component of the game. It's defending, it's attacking in transition moments, and then there's defending set plays and attacking set plays. Six moments in the game. And defending is attractive if you are a student of the game. And if you are a pure lover of the game, defending is one of the most attractive things because it takes not just a level of intelligence, but it takes a high level of discipline. When defending, you have to show character. This is why Morocco is dangerous. Because to work without a ball tirelessly for 90 plus minutes 
and don't concede from the beginning to uh, to this stage, you are a dangerous character. You have some non-negotiable principles that is driving this thing. So, but what I think Morocco did was they mastered the art of deception um, by defending with discipline, um, but more so they've shown the ability with their link-up play in the counter-attacks, which is superb. They transition to attack. That means uh, transition is when you win the ball, when the team is attacking you and you're defending and you gain possession and you want to go forward quickly, it's called transition to attack. So you're defending, you get the ball, now you are attacking without a stop and restart. So there's a flow there. They have the ball, you get the ball, you start attacking right away. It's called transition to attack. That's why I think, you know, people say, well, they just want to defend. They don't want to, they don't want to come out and play, or they uh, they're being negative. No, they're not. They deceive you to think that, okay, we we just defending to survive. But if you really look, um, if you really look at what they do when they're in possession, excuse me, it's dangerous. They understand, think about it, right? Morocco understand exactly where they want to attack when they regain possession. And what you're seeing is the numbers they're able to get up into the attack when the transition moment happens. Those numbers are crucial to when they lose the ball, where they can be vulnerable. So that deceptive skill that they're showing, like, oh, we just want to defend. We, 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 we're not thinking about that. We want to just survive. Caught a lot of teams off guard. Um, it makes them super, super dangerous because the ability to connect and be very disciplined for long periods and work hard and stick to it and don't be overzealous and think, well, oh, well, we can now go and play because, oh, we, we, we haven't conceded and our confidence is high, our confidence look high and we're ready and we're showing that we could compete and all of that statement going on because they played one good game. No, they have stuck to their task. They understand who are the main influencers in their attack and they utilizing it that tell me that they planning before this workup and during this workup top top class they're not just going out and hope um and it's good because it's the art of war i i, I came across this quote they said the whole secret lies in confusing the enemy, right? The whole secret lies. This is the art of war. And if you don't know, when you're playing, when you're competing, 
it's war. It's kill or be killed. It's win or lose. You cross those lines, there, there's an opposition over there. There's an opposition that wants to take your will, that wants to take your will. And the more they can take your will, the more they can destroy you because now you don't have a choice. You just lay, you just, you just start waving the white flag. So in this art of war, the whole secret lies in confusing the enemy so that he cannot fathom or our real intent. That's what I think Morocco is doing to this whole World Cup. All right, we we we're not making a lot of noise. We're not saying too much. We gonna we gonna go back and sit down in that in that one four one four now one four one four one, and we will look like we want to survive. Very well, know that we have something that is lethal because they have players, PSG, uh, Chelsea. You get all these players who competed at a high level, but they're not making no noise. They're not they, for me. I didn't really hear nothing from them um, before, and not even so much during the World Cup. They're just about their business. They're just about getting on with what they're doing. So maybe, maybe they they came across this quote and understand that in this art of war, sometimes. We, we must have this deceptive skill, which we call in soccer, uh, be unpredictable. When you're defending, it's about making the opposition play predictable. How can you um, create a plan and a strategy to make the opposition play predictable? So your plan, how much work and time you would have put into your analysis, um, not reflection and reviews analysis that means qualitative or quantitative data to prove that this is the trend now how can i prepare how I, how can i prepare uh, to make sure that this the opposition is playing predictable but the flip side of that is to confuse the opposition um so they they don't they think what they've seen is what you're doing, but it's not really your intent. You are disguising um, your behavior. So now they confuse. Are they doing this or are they really doing that? Here lies the great managers because now they have to be, they must make the adjustment. Tell me what, tell me what you think if you're there. If you haven't done so yet, please share share this live. Um, obviously, the young players across uh, across the world in in different situations that don't oftentimes get this discussion because of 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 the culture, because the environment they're in, they might need to hear something here that will be like, all right, I need to go out and train a certain way so that I can perform. Um, so I can see some of you would have been, I know, I know some people, some people, they weren't surprised because they're probably watching intently how Morocco progress, how they were progressing through the tournament. Um, 
but I like something about about what they did against um, Portugal. And that was the numbers they were able to get up the field in transition. That is crucial uh, for any team and coach uh, playing in a counter-attacking style, which what it's saying is you are giving up possession. And that is a way of playing. It's how it's it's how you planned in doing that. Or you could go out and say, oh, we just have to defend again this team because they're better. Excuse me. That is a negative approach. I think you have to understand why you're defending the way you, you're defending, where you will defend, who are you, um, who do you want to be your main focus in terms of your defensive approach? When do you want to be defending? And why are you defending that way? Those are crucial things to, to ask yourself, um, which is very which is very important to note. You, if you're looking at Morocco approach, uh, they have a clear style and a clear understanding of why they're defending that way and what they want to do. So having defend, defending that way if you're a young player is important in those counter-attacking moments. You get number up the field, numbers up the field. At times you see Morocco have seven players getting up the field. In the in in the transition game, which makes them less vulnerable to being countered themselves. Because if they don't take the numbers, now they're leaving gaps behind the line that is trying to push up to attack. Now, the, now the opposition can utilize those spaces to now bring their numbers to make it troublesome, for a better word, for them. So by taking more numbers up the field, you are you are keeping your different lines connected. So when you lose the ball, there's enough numbers and there's less spaces to pressure the ball. Even how you go forward need to be strategic because you must be able to uh, something that I call ready to defend. You must be ready to defend. That means if when you're going forward, you still have to be conscious and aware of what or have this perception of if this happened, how will we deal with it? Take a high level of intelligence to be going at that speed, at that high intensity, and still have uh, the ability to know what is expected when the ball change hands. Um, so Portugal um, falls short because, because they made it so compact and so difficult where in this workup, talking to, talking to a coach, um, he said to me, you know, one thing about this, this workup, you need to have a special player. You need to have a special personality in your team that can unlock this organized disciplined way of controlling spaces on the field. You know, this is why, uh, you know, Ronaldo was so important to Portugal. You know, there's an argument, is he fit? Is he playing at the same level? But he can do something to the opposition because of his, because of his history. He just might make two players pay attention, which opens up space for other players. 
So there's an argument there. You know, some people say, well, you know, it's not really an argument. He wasn't playing good and the team. But once Morocco got once Morocco got into that uh, into that block, um, really were they able to punish them? They were able to utilize that space. Obviously, Portugal is, is an elaborate possession team. They want to play between the lines. They want to build it up. They want to build up from the back and create numbers and, and bring you, pull you out of positions and all of those things. But they had their moments um, from a direct play or from that bit of individual brilliance at times because they have some of the players who are equipped to do, uh, to do such. But it was a good game if you go back and look at it. Um, you young players, coaches, you know, take off the song. You know, I listen to the game in Spanish. I don't speak Spanish, but I listen to the game in Spanish because I really want to watch the game. Uh, I don't want to hear some of the things uh, that I'd be hearing or some things that people will be telling me about what they're listening to. So I listen to the game in Spanish. Hopefully I learn Spanish. But it's exciting. So go back and look at the game. Brazil and Croatia. Uh, one of the best chess chess match um, chess matches I've seen in a long time. Um, two teams really using unpredictable tactics to force each other into mistakes. You know, once again, if you're looking with a superficial eye, you would say, "Well, Brazil should have done this, should have done that," but Brazil had a dancing partner, and it's just like boxing: stars make fights. You just can't. You just can't, you, you want Brazil to just go out and do certain things. But you also know that the opposition wanted them to do certain things too so they can punish them. So the two managers, I give them like an eight or something for some of the tactics that they use. Uh, they wanted to force each other to do things so they can capitalize on it. From my perspective, Brazil wanted this game to go longer because they believe they can score, and they did. Because of as a lot of people say, oh, the old legs of this and the old legs of that. And, and for most of the game, you the, the coach, the coach would have seen because when when coaches are planning for games, they look at what time the, the opposition coach made the sub. Who is he taking out? Why is he taking him out? What 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 changes when he makes this change? And this is a whole lot of planning. So in my mind, I'm thinking he wants this game to go longer because he he saw for the past two games they keep taking out Mudrid and them around the eh, 60, 70th minute, right? So he's saying Mudrid is still dangerous. Mid, Mid Mahalovic, I think. He is still dangerous in terms of when they win the ball. These players can make passes that can open up lines and create scoring chances. So he's thinking, I'm not thinking that's what he's thinking, but I'm thinking he's saying, let this game go longer and longer and longer. Once they decide to take out those players, I know they're not thinking about attack anymore. They want to defend. So now let me now go full force because I have, I have the depth to bring the pressure to them for the next 30, 25 minutes or so. They did find they did find a goal late. 
But then you saw um, Croatia was unwilling to attack down Vinicius Jr. side, even though Vinicius Jr. wasn't really defending. Go back and look at the game and you would see a lot of times they could have created, Croatia could have created two V1s on Venetia's side and they didn't use it. There's a reason why they didn't use it. They kept going to that right side of the field, forcing Brazil to come to that side and bring more numbers to that side in the event that if they Croatia if they if they lose the ball they had enough numbers to deal with the counter now if they had some of you would say well why they not using Venetia's side he's not Venetia's not going back so they could use two v1s they also Brazil also <laughs> Croatia also thought about now if we lose this ball and Neymar coming to this left side of the field, and Venetia's able to pick that all up and run at us, and now connecting with Neymar, now we in problems. Because now our fullback, or our wide midfielder, must do a lot more work. So it was a chess match. And I think they left it late. I think Croatia set up... Uh, to take this game into the deep waters and ultimately get it to a penalty or find or find a goal from somewhere. And it did happen. They found the goal pretty much out of nothing. I can't say nothing. They, 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 they earned the right to get that ball in that position and create a chance, and they scored. And it went to penalties, and we know how that ended. I think there's one thing that I could say here with Brazil, <clears throat> even though I think it was a brilliant game, it's the best game for me so far in terms of how genius the coaches or the managers, how they were. They did their homework. You could say what you want. They could have done this. They could have, All of us could argue that. But these managers know things that we don't because they are the ones with with their team analyzing the games and, and getting the data to tell them exactly what is happening on the field. So we are not privy to that. All we're doing is looking at the game and we're trying to be experts in, you know, and there's a place for that. You must have a perspective and nothing is wrong with that. But understand, the, at that level, with, with the quality of players, all and the hardest work is done in the planning. So player teams are not just showing up on the field. Now, they don't oftentimes execute their plan well. Or there's adjustments that they weren't ready for and they, didn't, they weren't able to make the adjustments because the coach will have to make a decision. Unfortunately, the decisions don't always pay off. But the amount of planning that must go in and those plans and, and, and instructions must be clear because players at that level, you better know your stuff. You better be able to give them instructions that when they go on the field, they've seen exactly what you told them 
in terms of preparation because if you, if they don't see it then they they look at you like what are you telling me to do what are you talking about this is not what happened i could remember a situation you know playing in a game and and oh let's go direct let's go direct let's go direct but me as a midfielder every time i pick the ball up and i have space i could see the opposition dropping off they're dropping off. So if I try to play a ball over because they're dropping off ahead of time, it means that the player who is trying to make the run behind, there's no way he will get the ball. Because one, the, the ball will be in front of him. That's one. Two, if the ball do, if the ball make its way over the opposition, there's no space for him to run. So the ball either going into the goalkeeper or going off the field. So I'm saying, okay, I hear what you're saying. But there's no way I can play a ball direct if I can see the opposition making an adjustment. Now, what adjustment do you want us to make? No, 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 no. We just play the ball direct. Okay. Now, you, there's no way you can tell a, a player who understands the game stuff like that. Unless you want, to, you want to pull a rank and you want to say, well, do as I say because I am in charge. This is not a developmental program. This is the highest level that is result-oriented. So one thing about Brazil, I think they, you know, one thing they should note, and this was a this was a quote I got: "Do not repeat the tactics which have gained you one victory, but let your methods be regulated by the infinite variety of circumstances." This is where I think Brazil made mistakes. As exactly, I see a comment. I think Brazil was playing a little slow. That's what I'm saying. That Brazil played that way because, in my mind, I think they believe around the 60th, 70th minute, Croatia will pull. Um, because don't be mistaken, Modric is no joke. He can he can turn a whole game. So they they wanted to be to me they how they were playing which I didn't like because I felt they should have kept the flow. They were one of the teams that started the World Cup with this flow where they just moving the ball quick, and and then I look at the European teams and I and I keep telling saying to my friend the the the, the, the dangerous trend that I'm seeing is World Cup is the central defenders putting their legs on the ball and looking for numbers and looking to see if players will move out of position, which actually slowed the game down and allowed the defenders to actually control space and control the pace of the game. That's the beautiful thing for a defensive team or a defensive-oriented team. When you put your foot on the ball, you slow the game down and it allows them to get into position and control space. That's what I, I didn't like that about Brazil. I didn't like that they did that. Um, but in my mind, though, looking at it, I'm saying is, is the manager playing this way because he's playing, he wants to get the game down into deeper waters where if he scores a goal, Croatia will be forced to come out and now he could bring that depth. The Rodrigo, the Anthony. It didn't work out. It didn't work out um, because Croatia was prepared. They were prepared. 
they make sure that they they adjusted by bringing certain numbers so Neymar wasn't finding that space in between the lines where he likes to come to the left side and get in between there and make it a numerical superiority there forcing a central defender to come out leaving space behind for Richardson to get he wasn't able to do that because Croatia brought the numbers forcing sometimes the forward to dictate where they wanted the opposition to go or or they left Danilo, who was coming inside and being an extra midfielder, they left him to play because they felt like, nah, you 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 really can't pass the ball. You have to hurt us. So they they make sure that their numbers were even. If they would if they would give up a numerical superiority, they decided let Danilo bring the ball, let him be a playmaker. So it wasn't as easy as people wanted to be. Croatia was prepared. I think they could have moved the ball, but what I said, what I said earlier about sometimes you you have to really um, you have to regulate by the infinite variety of the circumstance or circumstances. I believe that Brazil should have gone more direct. They kept playing the same way because that is who they are. They want to play. They want to be attractive. They want to look good. But I remember Pep said something about when he played against club. He said, oh, yeah, we like to play out the back too. We like to play We like to play through the different lines. But club is great at pressuring. He's great with his press. So what are we going to do? We're going to play stupid and play right into club? We're gonna be manish, as we as we say in Guyana. Are we gonna be manish, or are we gonna okay? Club, you make your adjustment now because we will bring something that you've never seen. We will go direct and make you turn and run, and then we'll come after you with a counter press. Maybe, maybe I think Brazil um, should have gone that way where they were, where they can now with the Casamaro and the the Paqueta and them who would who really surprised me because I always had a problem with Brazil with their transition in midfield. That wasn't a problem in this World Cup. That wasn't a problem in this World Cup, which made them even more dangerous. So for them to go direct in that game and, and depend on their counter-press and then in their transition to attack, use their flair and use their skill to play between those lines, catching catching um, Croatia a bit, bit out of position, I would have liked to see how it, it, it would turn out. But I'm not in the planning room. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud, you know, just like, you know, just like the, the opinion that Monet had there with, you know, you thought they played slow. I think it was a strategic way that they wanted to play slow. I don't think they just went out and be like, all right, we're going to play slow. Even with their body language, it's like, all right, let's play. Let this game go longer. But also, it, it, to me, it played into Croatia hands because they didn't make Modric run a lot. So Modric was able to play the entire game and the extra time and go score the penalty. That means he had the legs to do it. Maybe the coach was being smart taking him out because he knew he would need his legs if they go into a game like Brazil. There's so much things going on there. Respect. The managers. Results don't always determine how good a manager is. I mean, you have to take the responsibility when you lose. 
but it might not it might be the environment it might be the players it might be the culture it might be so many things why that manager is not being successful so yes they could have played at a higher tempo but also and more importantly if they had decided to play that way where they didn't want to give um Croatia really no opportunities um, and they want to make them play a certain way to punish them I believe going direct could have put Croatia under some pressure too. And by going direct, it's more of the counter-pressing opportunities rather than just playing the ball long and hoping um, hoping to get something out of it. So in that way, I think Brazil um, got it wrong because they didn't uh, make the adjustment, but I'm saying they did get their goal at the, the latter part of the game, in extra time actually. Croatia found the goal. That's the game of soccer. Um, but before we jump in uh, to the to to the to the other game, let's take a quick break and and talk about the learning corner um, before we go forward. <laughs> Let me give you a view from if the if the ball starts if the build up starts from the goalkeeper how are you how are you forcing the opposition to play this way so one of the things you can do is you can start your 9 really high and start your 11 in that position by doing that, you can get to this pass quicker. So oft, obviously, the keeper looking at that would normally want to play here. This forces them to challenge this side of the field, which allows you to transfer the marking. What it allows you to do is stay with your three versus three in this situation. Welcome back to the Coach Kayo Show. Kayo here. Hopefully, um, you are enjoying this discussion. Liking some of the comments. Please remember to share, share, share. If you haven't subscribed to the Kayo McKinnon and Co. channel on YouTube, please do so now and hit that bell so that you will be notified when we're on. Excuse me. And you can... Um, Continue to gain something from the show. Remember the show, we talk all things soccer. Um, and it's a podcast, a live podcast. So wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Anchor, wherever, um, just look for the Coach Kyle Show. And you can get it. Facebook Live, oftentimes we hear so we can interact, so we can have um, interaction with um, to, to, to grow our awareness and our consciousness with regards to the game, this is a very tactical game. It's a very, it's a game of intelligence. Uh, we talk about game intelligence. Um, it's something that um, if you if you if you if you're not uh, a student of the game, if you are not deeply rooted um, in the craft and the art of the game, oftentimes the conversation you know go 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 south very. Uh, quickly because it becomes more about opinions rather than uh, the principles. The game is governed 
It's governed by principles, characteristics, trends, all of these different things the game is governed by. So it's important. It's important to, to, to get insight. And your interaction allows for discussions that open up um, more questions, more questions, more answers, more productivity. Okay. England versus France. And we want to get into what we, some predictions for tomorrow. So start thinking tomorrow, Wednesday. I want you to start, you begin to tell me your predictions, who you think will win, what the score will be, who will score. And maybe you add something there. Why you think this team might uh, be successful? That would be, that would be nice to know. Um, England was up, actually opposite from how they started the World Cup. I think against France, they were really open. Um, they were really opening their play. Uh, there was a bit of flow um, to their play, which was surprising. Um, but Saka looked the more dangerous uh, of the players. It was surprising that they took him off. I think Bellingham looked more adventurous with his forward runs, you know, the, the game prior to that, it was, you know, he looked like he was was shell-shocked from his first game in the World Cup. He, he didn't have that same desire, that that confidence, uh, you know, that bravery uh, to get forward. That's that's how it didn't look to me. He wasn't that dominant. But in this game, he, there was a willingness there to to get forward and, and create those numbers and make the midfielders the opposition midfielders in France turn and run, which put France under on, on on the a lot of pressure. Um, they wanted, France wanted to, England wanted to use their left side a lot with, with Shaw um, and, and folding and creating a bit of numbers there, forcing France to move away from Mbappe. By playing on the left side, they forced Brad and creating a bit of numerical superiority. They forced France to bring more numbers across the field. They had to be more compact. If not, they will utilize that space. And this reason why Foden play because one v ones he could create problems for anybody, corners, free kicks, all manner of things. So it kind of forced it kind of forced France to to play on one side of the field, which took away those 1v1s opportunity that Mbappe uh, might be able to find on the side of the field. If you look, Mbappe wasn't really coming back. So that was smart, um, I felt, by, by Southgate to make them play on that side because of transition reasons. He can, he can really go after the ball and pressure it. Um, what I thought England was missing is what me and my coach my coach and I, we spoke about, do you have that player? Do you have that individual player that can unlock something or can invite more numbers to create space for other players? Um, I don't think they had that on the day. Someone with that caliber uh, to turn the game on its head. But as a team, um, as a group, I felt like they went after it. Some people might say, well, you know, why? Why? But they scored two goals. They scored two goals. 
So that game could have gone anyway. France ended up scoring two goals. Um, what was the score in that game? France and did I get it right? Yes, England scored one goal. Sorry, they missed the penalty. That's what I was saying too, because Harry Kane missed the penalty. Like it's easily going two two. And now it's a dog fight down to the end. So that open that open play and, and, and forcing um France to play on one side of the field worked for longer periods of the game. France didn't look so didn't look so impressive. But then they made an adjustment. They made some adjustments. And now it's about was about okay, how can we break this first line of pressure quickly and get into that second line and then use Dembele and Mbappe on the sides to create those 1v1s? And can we get midfielders joining them to play in between the lines and connect a bit more? That's when France started looking a bit dangerous because now Mbappe was getting the ball in 1v1 situations. Dembele was getting the ball in 1v1 situations, really stretching the field and asking more questions of England. So you, you see you see these things and you're like, wow. The game um, the game is asking for brilliance from individual players. You have to be you have to have a high game intelligence if you want to be at the next level. First, you know, growing up, you hear about, you, you, you know, you heard about technique. Um, you heard about technique. You heard about the physical capabilities um, to play the game. If it's strength, if it's endurance, if it's speed and agility. Um, but now it's about the game intelligence. Now it's about understanding um, the profile of the position that you play. Is understanding um, how to how to how to adjust yourself, how to download more um, things so that you can see more. Hi, Auntie Jane. Good to see you here. I know you, I know you, I know you, this time around, you become a big football fan. It's it's about, it's about that. Can you make the adjustment? And the only way you can make adjustment is based on your perception. And what is perception? It's, um, it's your ability to be able to adapt to situations that are, that you are confronted with on the field. So in no way or shape, this workup is an easy one. It is one of the best work, and I've seen some. It's the best workup in terms of how, how intelligent the players are, how more advanced the coaching is. So much technology. They, a coach could know a trend in the first 10 minutes because they have 
they have the iPads and they and they could tell you how many times this player went down the right side and who was involved and what happened, why is it happening, and make the adjustment on the fly. And you must have the this generation of players must be able to adjust quickly. It could be numbers, it could be space, it could be when you pressure, how you pressure. How do you get play around them? Do you need to overlap on the lap? Do you need to interchange? Do you need to, what you and do that information, right? That information that is reaching you on the field, it can't be the first time because that's not how the brain works. You have to feed those receptors in practice, dopamine. You have to feed it. So it in this when the situation presents itself, it's like the brain calls it back. The brain said, I've seen this before and this is what we did. Okay, let's do it. It's, it's just it's that simple. But it's not simple because it's all perception. They say the link between perception, uh, perception and long-term working memory is decision making. So if you have no knowledge, you have no perception. And if you have no perception, then your decision, your decision making is messed up. That means you cannot play at the next level. It's difficult because you're not playing with your conscious brain. So the adjustment and the readjustment of, of, of these teams within the World Cup is the, is, the, is the determining factor of who can win and lose a game. It just take one mistake, one player out of position can create a goal and now you're down one nail and you're fighting to come back. When you score one goal in this World Cup, boy, woe be unto you. You have, defensively, teams could go into a certain block in a certain space. Now you have to work tirelessly. I was real, regardless, I go back a little bit to Brazil. I was really impressed with Brazil work rate though. Defensively, very impressed. Defensively, Brazil looked different. They looked different. They work hard on defense and they had to work hard to break Croatia down. Give Croatia some credit. I want to see that comment again, what Keon said. It's a higher level of intelligence right now in the game right now. Yeah, we're talking about game intelligence and it's, it, it starts with one, understanding what game a game model means understanding what the profile of the person that is needed to play at a level understand the profile of the position that that player is playing and when you put all those things together you begin to build a player so you see more and more young players are coming through because they're coming through with a different speed and that speed is not just the pure speed <laughs> but it's the intellectual speed, is the perceptive speed, which is dangerous. And if you still, if you still oh, do passing and this is how we will play and this is how we'll organize, okay, you will stay right there. You will stay right there. And this is where our young players, the players who are not blessed to have all the resources and, and, and the nice feel and the nice infrastructure, and we have to focus on, okay, how will we get this brain 
How will we build perception in our young players to be able to compete? Because you cannot compete with dribbling and passing and running. You have to compete with perception. If you didn't know that before, maybe something you want to think about. Or you'll say, what am I talking about? Okay, what am I talking about? So tell me, which brain do you play with on a field? Your conscious one or your subconscious? Because your conscious brain could only make um, six-tenths of a second. That's 0.6 seconds. A conscious brain can make a quick decision. The game is faster than that because it's called transition. You could lose the ball in 0 .1, 0 0.2 seconds, and then you have, to, you have to change your behavior. So you have to go from attacking to defending quickly, from defending to attacking quickly. So it it is you cannot consciously use your brain because it slows you down. When somebody's able to use their conscious brain, it's because they slow down, they step back, they got a time to think and process. You can't do that on a field. So if you don't have the money, you don't have the resources, what are you doing? to drive your development because you're talking about development and you're telling people one day you will get there. No, you will never. You will never. Because the game intelligence is perception. And then the other part is the psychological strength, the belief in terms of optimizing your performances that is crucial. So if nothing is there, where confidence will come from? Where belief will come from? You know, you're just participating and fooling everybody that you're doing development. Development, developing what? Developing what? Show the data for the past 10 years, what you've developed. So this is what young players need to understand as they look at this World Cup. You see in speed, you see in physical speed, but players pay close attention to the decisions the players are making. Play good. Don't, whatever you've seen on that field, look further. That's where the answer lies. Not what you're seeing. Don't just look at Mbappe dribbling. Look at when he's dribbling. Look at why he's dribbling. Now you're looking further than, oh, he just went past that guy. How did he go past that guy? What happened before he went past that guy? If you're a defender, what are you looking at? What is he doing when he receives? And, and, and when is a defender able to win that ball? What is he doing? How is he dealing with it? Got to look past that. You got to look deeper. Okay? So, when we come back, we'll talk about this. Good stuff, Devon. Good to see you. Good to see you here. Please do share if you like. Like I want to remind you, if you want to come in and you want to to, to have a say in terms of, it's good to have coaches in, um, to have past players in. Um, just type tune um, tune me in in the comment section on Facebook. You cannot do it on YouTube; it will not happen. Um, you can only do it on the Facebook Live. Or share your comments here. I will read it. Be um, sick. Good to see you, Andrew Hazel. Good to see you. Hope everything is going well. 
and progress is happening. I can see progress happening anyway. Good, good stuff. Keep going. Um, yes. But after this quick interruption to bring you pro insulation, we will dive into what we expect to see in the next two days, predictions, and before we bring down the curtain. We'll be right back. Now is the time to keep your family warm with quality insulation for your home from Pro Insulation Company. At Pro Insulation, we solve all your residential and commercial insulation needs. Attics, crawl spaces, walls and ceilings, new and existing homes, and we offer traditional insulation and spray foam. Call Pro Insulation Company today for your free in-home estimate for all your insulation needs. Leave it to the pros and call Pro Insulation Company in Plainfield today. Welcome back. Call Pro Insulation. Leave it to the pros. Coyote here. Remember the show we talk all things soccer. We're discussing the World Cup. Looking back. Just look back now. You have an opportunity to look forward. Um, there's a lot more to that. We could spend hours and hours going through different things, going through different moments, different situations that would have occurred in the game that Excuse me. Oftentimes, the naked eye cannot see. Um, this is why coaches, trainers, whoever you are, you have such an important task in terms of encouraging young people to live out their dreams. So, what it? What is your prediction? Um, what is your prediction for Croatia versus Argentina? Morocco versus France. Okay. Definitely use tune me in. Remind reminding you on Facebook Live. Don't be afraid. Come on and discuss um, what you think it is. Um, let's see if we all can learn something from your expertise. Nevertheless, when I look when I look forward to the, the Croatia Argentina match. Um, not an easy game from my side. Obviously, if you didn't know, now you know. Argentina is my side, side that I grew up watching. Um, the best player in the world, Diego Maradona. Um, I have no argument with that. So don't don't come, don't come. Diego Armando Maradona is the greatest player to ever put on a football boots. Or his soccer shoes. So that is what get me. That's what got me loving this game. <laughs> Here it goes. <laughs> you didn't Carly, you didn't give me a second, but you jump in. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. So Carly Sajatina going down. We already know we've been going at this war for years, for years. Well, I know that you're home and you're very uncomfortable, so it's fine. It's fine. I ex I expected that. I'm not for this next couple of days. I'm not taking nothing personal. All right. I know you guys are emotionally, uh, emotionally in trouble right now, so that's fine. I empathize. <laughs> you see, I just said nobody don't come for me. Okay. All right. The great King Pelé. The second best play, the second best player to ever put on um, shoes to play football. Second best player, um, close second though. It's like 
point something something it's it's close it's not it's not by no landslide or margin but something different about the little magician so yes um Argentina versus Croatia, no easy task. Um, obviously, I expect Croatia to give uh, their attention to defending first. I, I, I don't see them being bold to come out and leave Messi with space and gaps, which he's most lethal. Um, I expect them to be very defensive, uh, especially using varying ways to get Messi out um, out of his comfort zone. I think they will try to approach it the same way they did with Neymar. Um, and in, in no way or shape, I felt like Neymar showed why he is a top-class player in this World Cup. Say what you want. Barring that injury, I felt this would this would have been Neymar's Best workup. Just it's just his focus and how hard he was willing to work on both sides of the ball was something that oftentimes most Brazilians who are attack attacking minded and got flair and thing they they don't oftentimes get credit for, you know, and rightfully so in some cases. But you can't say that about none of Brazil players. I think. That game with Cro that game with Croatia could have gone anywhere. Could have gone anywhere. There's an argument again. Brazil should approach it differently. Um, but that was a really good game. Um, so Keon have a prediction 2-0. Wow. You didn't even hear my prediction. My prediction is 2-0. So boy, we on to something. So Sorry for those who want to see Argentina lose. It's not going to happen. 2-0. That's my prediction also. So we're we on point there. Good to see. That's confirmation. You know, God works. When he says something, somebody says the same thing. Confirmation. You can't change it. So that's confirmation right there. But I think they will try to, to, to limit um, uh Messi ability to pick those balls up in between the lines behind um, those midfielders where he could create some numerical problems or he can ask one of the defenders to come out higher, which allows space in between and allows space behind uh, for players to utilize. So it will be very interesting. And I think Croatia will make it very difficult for them to play between the lines. Um, and looking for the, the counter-attacking moments where they have some speed, especially on that right side. Now, are they going to have the same approach like they did with Vecinius Jr. when even though the right fullback have speed, he was very careful. He didn't want to go forward too much. Will Messi pre present that same problem where even though... Um, even though they will might find the space, are they are they are they willing to utilize it or will they play it out to see how deep this game can go where they can find a goal or they could go down to penalties? Now, Croatia center back, last time this this boy with the with the mask, can't remember his name, 
somebody remember his name, please, please put it in the comment section. But the guy with the mask, he's 21 or 20. The best defender in the whole tournament so far. Who likes to come forward and join the attack, but against Brazil, he didn't. He stayed home. Will that limit Croatia attack by him staying home? And like, again, playing this game out. Does Modric have the legs to play 90 plus minutes again against a Messi? Against the DePaul, who are younger and they're willing to run and work hard uh, for their captain. Um, the work Argentina put in off the, the ball with the high press starting with Alvarez can be dangerous. Yes, I believe Argentina will go with the two with Messi and Alvarez up front um, to defend and play with four and four. Now, how they get the three midfielders in the middle on the ball will be crucial. That's where um, they, they can, but I don't think they have a threat in terms of the uh, in terms of the counter attack i don't i don't really see nothing there because if we allow them to if if we if we press high if Argentina press high and they come into midfield with the six now will our full our center backs be willing to come out and don't allow them time and space to play especially in the transition moments or are we going to are we going to back off and say i cuz i don't think they are real threat in terms of the, uh, 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 of the ability to get out with numbers and really cause problems. I think they're a real threat by limping themselves right through to the to the final whistle and, and getting into penalties. I, Croatia's behaving like the Euro where they limp themselves right through to a finals. That's, and that's a dangerous team. That's a, that's a team that found a way to win. At this level is the will to win. And if you find what makes you win and you and you have a group of players who are saying, listen, we're not going to try to do nothing special. We, we got the blueprint for what allows us to get to the next level. We will do it. That's a dangerous team. That makes Croatia a sleeping giant or a handicapped giant. They're limping their way into this. This They limp their way all through this World Cup, you know. Finding a way to get results. That is a dangerous team. And that team, they got players that could play. But I don't think they have um, this individual personality that could change the game like a Messi can or, or a Neymar can or a Mbappe can. Um so I don't see it happening. That's that's where my prediction lies. The only way I see Croatia giving some problems is if they're able to find some flow playing through central midfield. Because they keep finding the numbers uh, or finding the numerical advantages within the middle of the field 
and they start developing a flow and, and build some momentum, I think they give Argentina some problems. But if we force them to defend for long periods, which once again, hopefully we are willing not to not to do the same thing Brazil did. Go direct. Find okay, yes, Mark. We 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 all on the same page, right? We go in. This is the third, this is this is number three calling the same score. Two zero. Yes, I, I could see it. I don't think they um I think once we score, we're gonna force them to come out. And now they probably might be punished more. But we have to establish right away if they were gonna play and 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 leave full backs to play because we got two good full backs in Acuna and I forget the other player. Um, I think we and, and Gonzalo, if because they can pass the ball, they can be a threat. It's not like Danilo; they, they didn't have no respect for Danilo. If they show us the same disrespect with those two full backs. Let's see what will change. But if nothing changes, I am hopeful that that Argentina just come out of character and start going direct and force force Croatia to play with their backs towards their backs towards Argentina goal. And relentlessly pressure them, force them into errors. Because all, all Messi wants is one moment. That's all great. We got the best play in the world right now. Can't change. Call another. Call another. It's not going to happen. L- looking for more predictions. Any other predictions? Anything added today? Why Why Croatia might win? Why Argentina might win? You know, what might be the difference maker there between the two? Remind you, please do share, share, share. We talking all things soccer. We looking all of us. Uh, we are excited for tomorrow, excited for Wednesday to see how this thing will unfold. It's down to the final four. Uh, it's been a fantastic World Cup, exciting World Cup. So much to learn, so much to take away. Um, um, so much momentum for you young players, coaches uh, to utilize. Um, hopefully more opportunities are given um, to more coaches, more diversity, all of these things um, with this World Cup, with this World Cup, that it would change, you know, so much, uh, so much love and so much um, appreciation for what people are seeing. You know, now is the best time to get it all together and remove all the things that would have held the game back in the past um, so that it will be equal opportunities and all of these things. Um more more um, countries embracing their culture and, and giving opportunities there and, and, and elevating the standard of the game. It's a good time. It's a good time for everyone. Players are motivated. Coaches are motivated. Hopefully organizations are motivated. Sponsors are motivated. It's momentum. It's momentum. You have to grab it. All right, if the if there's none there, oh Morocco and France, big one. What is what is what is your prediction? My prediction, it's it ends one one. 
and it goes to penalties and Morocco goes through. Morocco and Argentina in the finals. Um, I think Morocco will be as disciplined. And France show when a team is disciplined and don't allow them to find a flow, they're a team that can be beaten because, I like it, France 3-1 would love to hear why that prediction. A team that has not conceded a goal in an entire World Cup and the last time it, that happened was with Italy and France, uh, where they the least they they conceded the least amount of goals, two goals, two goals. And Italy was a penalty and an own goal, and they won the World Cup. Morocco at this stage of the competition haven't conceded three one. <laughs> I would love to, that very interesting. I would love to hear where those three goals coming from because uh, Morocco in their 1 4 1 4 1 and willing to, to give up possession because of what I said earlier with the deceptive, uh, with a deceptive uh, approach to the game. Like they're a team that wants to defend, but it's really a team that wants you to come. And the fitness of Morocco, I don't see I don't see their players looking tired at all. That is scary. Poland did it to France. I think Poland lost their discipline at times and, 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 and wanted to be a little bit too adventurous with less numbers. That was one of the mistakes I felt like Poland, um, Poland made. When they would transition into attack, they would be like, "Ah, oh, we send four players because we're gonna play for, we're gonna play for, uh, we're gonna play for penalties." I don't think, I don't think Morocco will do the same because Morocco have shown when they get out in transition, they get out. They've looked vulnerable in in terms of set plays. Um, they have shown a bit of vulnerability when, uh, when you when you go direct, but will France commit as much as they can and leave Varane behind there? Which I think in one v ones he, <laughs> he seemed to be a liability. Sorry, one v ones Varane seemed to be a liability. So are they willing to push numbers up and be over, uh, 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 be overly aggressive? Um, with Griezmann, with Griezmann not really a defensive minded, he, he will do the work. Obviously, he, he understand, he understand the expectation and the level, but he just can't change character. So, will he be willing to get out in those transition and recover, make those runs back with those numbers that that, that Morocco will bring? In attack, they did it to Portugal. But I don't think they will come out and be they'll come out and be brave like South Korea against Brazil. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna come and prep. No, no, Morocco's not gonna come and do that. I guarantee you that. They might start the game that way to give you this deep once again, give you this deception that okay, we're gonna come and play you. 
But then, trust me, in no way or in no time, you'll see Morocco back down in that 1 4 1 4, and you will have to break them down. So, Killian, you ain't got no space. You ain't got no space to run, I guarantee you. You're not going to have no space to run. So, you will have to bring some variations to your game. And it will be interesting what changes, what adjustment will uh, France make, Deschamps, to pull. Morocco out of position to make them do something that they have not done in this whole tournament because they haven't conceded. So who nobody even find the blueprint yet. So it, it will be interesting. Um that's why I believe the chances it's one one. I believe Morocco score. And then France have to commit and maybe they put so much pressure on Morocco Morocco make mistakes and they find a goal or France find a goal and ask to go deeper exposing Varane and them a bit and Morocco find a goal 1-1 that's my prediction what is yours about to close out this show um, what is your prediction um, in Morocco versus France. I got one, three, one. Very interesting. I'm scratching my head with that one. Um, don't know where that where those three goals will come from. Is it going to come from um, Mbappe? Is it going to come from Dembele? Um, you know, without space to run, there's a bit of limitation there. Does he have the ability to unlock the opposition uh, without pace, but with more variations to his game? We'll, we'll, we'll see. All those questions will be answered if Morocco approach the game um, where they make it very difficult for the white players to get involved in this game and make the defenders become attackers. I'll say this, though, before I go. If France begin this game with Varane and the, and, and, and the central defenders putting their legs on the ball and, and being very slow in terms of their build-up, trying to create numerical advantages on the side, or I guarantee you, it might not end 1v1. Morocco might just win the game 1-0. But if they come out with this free flow and moving the ball quick and, and sometimes going direct and, and bringing, diff, bringing variations to the game... And now just try, okay, we can build up, build up, build up and try to play. I think they're playing right into Morocco's hands in terms of the transition, in terms of the counter-attacking that Morocco wants to show. Just my perspective, you know, people might have a million different ones and it might make more sense than what I'm saying. Either way, we will see. Because they have to play. All of this is just perspective. Because none of us are in the room, planning, analyzing, understanding truly why the coach making the decisions that he is making. might not be the best one, but there's something driving that decision. He's not just waking up like a madman and say, well, we will play four, three, five, two, or nothing. There's, there's, there's something that he see, something that he saw. There's something that um, is consistent based on both qualitative or quantitative data 
that is driving the coach's decision. You might not like it, but <laughs> you don't have the responsibility to plan for nothing. We are just fans. We Right now, we're just fans. Um, and it's good to have your opinion. It's good to have a perspective because that's what makes the game fun. That's what everybody wants to know if their decision or their prediction or what they're saying is true. And it makes it fun and it makes it, it don't, it don't need to turn to nothing else, but, you know, just fun um, back and forth, which is, which is exciting. That's the only time I'm spending so much time on social media anyway, is World Cup time. As soon as World Cup finish, zip. Okay. So I want to thank you guys for enduring this time with me on the Coach Kyle show. And sharing your comments, really appreciate it. Uh, please do share. Please do share um, so that more comments can come in. Um, it's opened up my eyes more to different things that people, uh, different perspective, and, and use it. Because the more questions um, that you ask, the more opportunities for learning happens. So... And if you're in the position of leadership, you you can't be, you can't be so, um, you can't be thin-skinned. You know, challenge make you grow. When there's no challenge, then you become comfort. You become comfortable. Sorry. Comfortable people are dismissive people because they're stuck in what they do. No work up for Messi. <laughs> Kali, you, Kali, you going in, boy. You really say that? You say you really say that about the 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 man with super magic. You know, they probably said the same thing. They probably said the same thing when you when 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 you and I won the fourth Kashi Vijanga. They 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 will never be five. But then they were five. Because you had the ability to make five happen. So think out loud. Don't think with your emotions. I know your team go home and you're mad. But put some respect on that little magician. You know he's gonna, you know he's not coming out of this work. They should have never allowed him to get to this point. Whatever you have to conjure up, I'm telling you, he not going home. Messi not going home without the trophy. We will take care of Morocco. We will take care of Morocco for y'all. Don't worry. So, with that being said, um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being on the Coach Kayo show. Um, be your best self. Be your best self. Don't just do the best you can, but do more. Do more. If you're doing the best you can, it means that you are in your reality. You are in the realistic mode, present. There's more to us than our present situation. So be more. Be more. Whatever you are now, be more. That means look further, see further than where you are. Strive for it. All you young players out there, you know, especially in, in, in the Caribbean, um, in Guyana, who who getting ready to play and 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 in, in this season. You know, demand more of yourself. Train harder. Seek out more resources. Ask more questions. 
Um, don't be, don't be, don't get caught up with, within your environment and within your culture. That's good. It's good. Work, work hard to show yourself approved. But the better players are the or the players who are aspiring. Look beyond that. Look, there's something beyond that. You might not get the chance to get it now, but strive for it. Seek after it. Don't get caught up with the hype. Don't let people fool you that where you are now is good enough. No. Aspire to be in the World Cup. Aspire to play at that level. Stop letting people say that, oh, you know, we don't have this and we don't have that. You don't need nothing. You're gifted. You need support. You need belief. You need accountability. You need genuineness. You need honesty. You need people who are willing to sacrifice. And then everything changes. I want to encourage you, young players, don't let your momentum drop. Like, run with this opportunity. Run with what you're seeing now. You can be the next person that we're talking about. You can be the person that takes the game to a different level and change the narrative that exists in, 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 in these places, especially to my Caribbean people. There's more need to be done. We we have the talent. We have the, we have the personalities. We have the personnel. We have skilled people. We need to change something. Maybe it's our mentality. Maybe we need to change, you know, how we do things. Maybe we need to understand where we are and utilize all the resources to what we need to do. We Something we need to change. Because if Morocco could be there after so many years not being there, if Japan could be doing what they're doing now, if Qatar could be where they were, if Saudi Arabia could show this, if Senegal could come out of it's happening. It's happening. It has happened before. Costa Rica, playing in CONCACAF, put the great Italy out, who got four World Cups. Trinidad would have made the World Cup. Jamaica would have made the World Cup. Haiti, at some point in time, made the World Cup. It's not impossible. It means that something need to change and maybe it needs a collective it needs a collective approach it, it 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 needs to stop being separated and isolated it needs to be one voice it needs to come under one banner it needs to uh, egos need to stay outside and and changing the lives of our of our young people and of our country and of our culture uh, might need to be the priority not the money a visionless man will never have money. You have a great vision, you might just get the resources. So be encouraged. Um, and hopefully, starting now, we're going to have the whole Caribbean sitting down and support like all like how we all supported Jamaica. We all we were all Jamaicans when they went to the World Cup. We were all Jamaicans. When Trinidad went to the World Cup, we were all Trinidadians. We 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 could everybody supported Trinidad. You were you were in a different country, you were wearing red and black. Come on. This is what is needed. 
this is what is missing. This collective, no, we is something about the Caribbean, but we can't figure it out. We can't come together. Even in your own country, you can't find a way to come together. It's this club and that club, and it's, it's who better, but but we all want place. We 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 we're not going nowhere. So maybe that is what we need to figure out. How do we come together and make sure that every time we have one, at least if even if it's one, it's one Caribbean country making the World Cup, please. All these heads need to come together. How will we figure it out? If it's a national league, if it's whatever. Stop the politicking and all them things. People's lives need to be changed. Young people's lives, women, boys, male, their lives need to be changed. So if we can't do it independently, if we if our excuses are we don't have the resources, we don't have the funding, we don't have the manpower, we don't have the skill set, if we okay, okay, all right, we don't have none of those things. But what if we come together though? If we, if we all come together, if all the Caribbean countries say, hey, listen, we're coming together, we need a strategic plan to take, I know it sounds crazy because, oh my God, it's like, you're seeing like 50 egos in the room there, but nothing ain't happening. I'm still hopeful though. If it can't start outside, like do it in your own country. Do it in your own country. Come together. Pool whatever resources that is needed for development. Stop thinking you got it figured out when nothing is happening. Nothing has happened for years. Same problem 50, 30 years ago, same problem today. Come on. The young people's lives depend on it. Come together, come together, change the narrative, do something different, invest all that you have into the thing. Let's see what happens. Stay blessed. Have a good night. Have a good week. God bless. Um, See you next Monday. Good night. variety of episodes are already available chock full of incredible insight from two qualified experienced coaches here are some previews of eye-opening quotes lots of players think they need to drive an hour or two hours to get good training because community clubs do not feel most of them if not all of them don't feel the responsibility to provide every child the best opportunity this is for players to have fun so why not name it rec an elite league shouldn't be based on teams it should be based on the coaching. There's no integrity in the game. It's all about business. It's it, That's all it is. There's nothing about soccer first. Everything is about giving the athletes an experience. 
We hope you are available to tune in. New episodes every Monday night.